BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and producing natural gas with fewer emissions in the Permian Basin. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, Kara. Hey. How you doing? How you doing? Do I need my computer? No, you don't need shit. I How dressed is... for you. I know, I can tell. I have to get dressed. I, I'm so Amma. surprised you put I'm the Balenciaga. I'm going to Kamala's house for dinner. You put the Balenciaga outfit for, on yeah. for me? Kara Swisher. And I'm Naima Reza. And you're listening to Sway. For two years, I've been making this show with a kick-ass team spearheaded by Naima. This is our last fresh episode before we move along to our next act. And for our finale, I wanted to serve you up a guest right for the grilling, myself. While Kara is such a master interviewer, she could probably even grill herself. I figured, why exhaust her on her last day? So I'm here to do the honors. It's your all about Eve moment. Something like that, Kara, yes. It's going to be a bumpy night. (laughs) We'll be chatting about the wild ride we've had making this show over the last couple years. We'll reminisce about some of our favorite episodes, which we'll be dropping into the feed over the next month. And I have a list of spicy hot AMA questions sent in from our amazing fans, as well as from our fantastic team. And we have some guest stars in. Our illustrious past guests will be asking you questions too. So Kara Swisher, welcome to Sway. Well, thank you for having me. How does it feel to be on the other side, Kara? I do not like it in the least. Uh, what don't you like about it? I don't know. I don't like being not in control of things, as you might imagine. I can't imagine, Kara. But, you know, it'd be fun. Yeah. How are you feeling about the show ending? Uh, you know, I've changed a lot of stuff in my time, so I don't tend to look back. I tend to shift and shift and shift. I loved what we did, mm-hmm. and now I'll do something else. I'm not trying not to be uh, sentimental. I'm just not a sentimental person. And in general, I have that expression from Mary Poppins was, I'll stay till the wind changes, and then I do something else. And we all like Mary Poppins. But Carrie, you are the wind. <laughs> that's, the, that's the difference. Um, so it's been a wild ride. Our first yeah. episode, if you recall, was with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. It was, yeah, 2020. Um, we were figuring out how to do this remotely. Yeah. And We had a great team in place, but we didn't do an immaculate job. Here's a clip from that first episode. The House of Representatives um, retains the right to seat members of Congress. Mm -hmm. The members of their districts, the people, choose who they want to represent them, how the election comes out. Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) Where'd she go? Where'd she go? (laughs) Yeah, we had a Zoom dropout with Nancy yeah. Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Here, you lost the speaker. I did. I lost the speaker. I don't know where she went. You know, they have terrible internet up on the hill. You know that? Like, it's amazing. One of the things is most of the people we had technical trouble with have always been on the hill. They're like sitting in front of desks. They're like making like noises, like that kind of noises. They're always banging something. And then they have aides that are like, whoa, like they don't know what to do. There's, They're all listening to your podcast. Yeah, it's to... so funny. They really do. Our politicians have very low... Uh, technical capabilities. We lost the speaker for a moment, yeah. but she came back. She did. Um, we actually had to bring her yes, back twice. And we did. We've done this a bunch on Sway. We've been covering the news, and then we'll have something change. Yeah. Kamala Harris, Vogue cover controversy, Anna Wintour needs to come back. Um, Grudgingly. 
She didn't actually come back. She sent us comments. Um, but on this news was quite shocking news for the whole mm-hmm. nation. Uh, we taped Pelosi Thursday, and then on the Friday night, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. Yes. And it's kind of crazy to think that we started the show there, and yeah. we're ending with yeah. this recent decision on Dobbs, which overturned she, which made. the death of Ginsburg was important, what happened, because they replaced her with Amy Coney Barrett, which, of course, is a very different justice yeah. than she was. Although, to be fair, she thought Roe was problematic as a legal case, although she thought there was different ways to uh, make abortion legal throughout the country, and she was always yeah, worried I, about that. that's something I learned, actually, during our conversation with George Conway, mm-hmm. Neil Cattell, and Amy Kipsinski from Yale. I didn't know that RBG had such issues with Roe She did. Wade. She talked that about was it interesting. quite a bit. She talked yeah. about it. Anyway, Pelosi yeah. was obviously friends with her, and was they were close, and mm-hmm. uh, I think everybody was devastated. I actually took my daughter up to the Supreme Court with the, when the crowds were singing for her, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of memorial stuff. It was really quite beautiful. Yeah. I remember that. Clara was like... Baby. Uh, not even a year old, because yeah, her, her one-year yeah. birthday was right after that. Yeah, yeah, and she was tiny. I remember seeing the pictures of the mm-hmm. candlelight at the, uh, the Supreme Court. So... That's a way in which we've regressed over the past two years. Mm-hmm. How else do you think we as a country have regressed in the t- past two years, or as a world, have regressed in the past two years of making the show? Well, January 6th, you know, yeah. and we did that podcast then uh, with the CEO of Parler, which yeah. was on the was the moment it was happening. We had John Mates on uh, the show, and that was a wild day because about three, I think it was right after 3 p.m. on yeah, you January 6th. You booked that. Let me give you credit for oh, that. Thank I hadn't you, thought Kara. about it. But you oh, did. I, yes. Hibel Arbani helped me find the phone number. And then mm-hmm. I got on the phone with the parlor guys. It was like an hour and a half of long conversations. And and I mean, really it was a honest booking. Per- persuasion. It was a perfect booking that day. I told them it was going to be tough and fair. And the next day I got a text. And I got actually 40 odd texts, one of which said it was fair. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what I'd said to John is, you know, the conversation is happening tomorrow. Like, you're part of the conversation. You're the story. Mm-hmm. So your voice can be part of that conversation. Right. Or you can wait. Uh, let's hear a clip of it. Do you feel any responsibility if people are organizing to... to uh, uh, protests are very different. And you're absolutely right. Everyone, you know, gets to run around with whatever flag they want to fly and whatever coat they want to wear and whatever chant they want to have. But going into the Capitol building to do this, if it was organized on your site, what should happen on your site? Look, if, if it was illegally organized and against the law and what they were doing, they would have gotten it taken down. But I don't feel responsible for any of this, and neither should the platform, considering we're a neutral town square that just adheres to the law. Oh, John. John, that was the wrong thing to say at the exact right time. Um, yeah. Because here's the thing. Facebook was a much more important organizer, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Facebook did not do a good job of policing its own platform. Yeah, there would be no parlor without Facebook. I mean, part of Parler's right. growth was around the yes. the crackdown or the sense of conservative crackdown that was happening on Which Facebook wasn't, when it really. wasn't really happening. Right. But John, he said he articulated everything wrong with tech at that moment mm-hmm. and put himself in harm's way by saying the quiet part out loud, I think. I think by 5, five o'clock or 5.30, we were rolling with him. So mm-hmm. that was very raw. I mean, I can yeah. hear it in your voice. I was you're... upset. I was yeah. within a mile of the Capitol, and I was very upset. I of couldn't course. believe it. It's shocking to me that, you know, as we were taping this, you were getting in clips of Mike Pence, you know, threats against Mike Pence being shared on Parler. Mm-hmm. You were asking about him, and he was kind of Indignant. Yeah, um, he was he was going for that sort of full free speech maximalist thing, mm-hmm. I think. And I I think again, Facebook did most of the damage. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. But this was a a site that was run poorly in mm-hmm. terms of um, moderation. And when things happened so quickly, they were unable because the system they had was inadequate yeah. to figure it out. Now, look, would this have happened with or without Parler? Sure. 
right? This was something right. that would happen. If I had to play, place any blame, it would have to be on Donald Trump, which who, of course, uh, and the organizers. Will be wild. Yes, will be said. wild. He used, But he used social platforms to he do did. that. Right. Um, I think this was a fantastic example of opinion audio mm-hmm. journalism because he had an interview. Mm-hmm. You spoke your truth. He spoke his truth. And it moved the needle. Yeah. The net, in the days that followed, Amazon yeah. Web Services cited the interview and the decision to suspend Parler from its service. Mm-hmm. Apple kicked Parler off its app store. They it, they, Tim Cook came on our show, talked about bringing them back on as well. Parler is now back on the app store. Um, and we had George Farmer, the new CEO, who replaced mm-hmm. John Mates on a year later. You know, some people are like, oh, you got him. I didn't get him. He said things that mm-hmm. got him, right? Yeah. And, and I think I try to ask really fair questions. Like you said, fair but tough. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I, I, I wasn't I was trying to get him fired. I just think I couldn't believe he said what he said. I, I thought he would be a little bit more diplomatic given what was happening at the moment. Yeah. But he was acting as if it was just another day at the office, and it just wasn't another day at the office. So it yeah. required a different level of maturity and reflection, which he was incapable of. Yeah, well, there were many people behind him. Yeah. Like a Mercer and others yeah. on the board that, right. who did but not they, show of course, up for the dropped interview. It. They, the minute that he got in trouble, they tossed him to the curb. So yeah. I, they're still around and they're yeah. still as awful as ever. But you're right. We didn't get him fired. The truth yeah. got him fired. Yeah. They say the truth will set you free or I'll yeah. get you fired. You but know? they're still going. They're still going. The real people are still going. Um, so I think it's sort of the natural progression of all the social media and all the um, the radicalization of people through misinformation mm-hmm. uh, to today where it's it doesn't end. It doesn't, just doesn't end. It never stops. And so I think that's what's... We're still living, you know, January 6th over and over and over again. Yeah. But how do you think about your sway? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot... We talk a lot about sway, power. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a person with a lot of power, Sarah. Not really. Why? <laughs> I don't. Kara. I don't. What I can't make things happen. I can do interviews and do really good interviews. That's my power. Is I can. Do but that's interv- a superpower. I guess other people can do interviews. It's not something that's you know it's a commodity in a lot of ways. It is that you go you go quite direct. You yes, go straight direct. To the I bone. do. I think there's not enough time to waste when we're talking to people that we we sort of dance. I think a, I do think a lot of reporters dance around things and yeah. don't want to ask direct questions. And I do ask direct. I just don't have the time. You don't faff around. I don't faff around. <laughs> but people do, or they sometimes ask a question like, "Well, some people say that mm-hmm. this is this," and and then I'm like, "Ask the fucking question." I often do that. I'm like, "Ask the question." I yeah. will scream sometimes when I'm watching other interviews. You know, one of the things that I have appreciated about what we've done on Sway and what I'm proud of is that I think there are a lot of echo chambers out there, mm-hmm. and we've worked very hard to book a lot of conservative we voices. Have. Yes, it's important. Um, that's been a big part of uh, mm-hmm. your reporting. My reporting over the last year is building you know, those source relationships and getting people yeah. to turn up, which, by the way, takes a lot longer, people don't realize, than getting, you know, Adam Schiff to show up. Yeah, Adam say. Schiff will show up at the opening of the door. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think... <laughs> thank you for coming on several times, Adam. Yes. Uh, some representative Schiff. Representative Congressman. Schiff. You know, they're distrustful and should be, probably. And But it's very important to hear voices, not the kooky ones. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever considered Marjorie Taylor Greene. What a waste of time, of my time. Well, I mean, that would be impossible to fact check. The interview would be three minutes. So I don't feel like <laughs> arguing with someone who doesn't care for, to tell the truth exactly. most of the time. And so, but I do care to argue with people I don't agree with. Yeah. You know, and I care to, you know, if it's about policy and about issues, I won't argue facts. I certainly, and and I'm not going to argue with people about what facts are anymore. People know what they are. But I will, I would like to entertain other people's point of view because there are differences of opinion on a wide range of topics. And we had Brad Raffensperger. That was the first conservative we had on. We did. Good one. He was great. He was good. I agree with him on most things, but I have to say what he did was was admirable how yeah. he dealt with it. At the same time, I didn't like a lot of things he did. Yeah. So, 
Um, and he was great. You came out of the closet in that interview as a Reagan Republican. I here. was. I voted for <laughs> Reagan. Oh, my God. There you go. Uh, Trying to make him feel safe for a minute. Put him in their safe space, their there Ronald Reagan space. Whenever you say Ronald Reagan, most most Republicans, not the new ones, not the new right, as they call themselves, calm down quite a bit. We also had on Ken Buck, who told us that he was not vaccinated. We had That's on Jason correct. Miller, yeah. who— People did not like that. The one. former Trump advisor. Yeah. Uh, people did not like that. But you were very good. I like what you did with him because you said, Jason, you're wrong, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Jason, yeah. you're wrong, but, but go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> there was a lot of that. Um, you know, he's a spinner. And mm-hmm. as he's obviously played a big role in these hearings, too. Um, or he he seems to be telling a lot of the truth. It seems mm-hmm. like he's not. He's under oath. So yeah. he has to. Um, and obviously, people know people, there's there's emails everywhere. Right. So these people have the to emails, know, but the emails, but the emails, they have to tell the truth. You're very famous for being tough, Kara. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that a lot. We saw that with Jason. Who do you think you were toughest on? I don't think any of them. I think they're adults and they can handle it. I don't think. Oh, I don't come on, no, Kara. Who do you think I am? I don't know. I don't remember. I, see, I don't remember interviews. So <laughs> I don't. I think that's one of your superpowers <laughs> yeah. too is forgetting things very yeah, quickly. Yeah, I do. Um, toughest. I can't think of someone. Tell me. Tell me who you think. I do think you're tough on Tim Cook. I was surprised yes. on Tim Cook because you took the Facebook point of view, something you mm-hmm. rarely do. Yes, that's true. And also, really, you were tough on him about the App Store. Yes, And the percentage cut well, because the Epic Games. It's and appropriate. And he's an yeah. adult, so he can yeah. deal with it. See, when I think they're adults, I don't think it's tough. They're yeah. asking them critical questions about their businesses. And I think I would do that with anybody, even mm-hmm. people I like. Right? Yeah. You know, we had a... Uh, Elon and I had a back and forth. Oh, yeah. We tried to leave the interview. He tried to leave twice. I think we only ran one didn't. of the times. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah but he didn't. Um, but he he tried to leave at the very beginning because he didn't want to wear headphones. Oh, yeah. And then he tried to leave around the vaccine. The vaccine issues. Yeah, well, someone had to ask him. Of course, and I'm glad you did. People are very careful not to ask Elon things because they're scared he's going to leave. But you know what? He never leaves. So yeah. whatever. I'm going to ask And even you. if he does, I don't give a fuck. Honestly. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think you were actually very tough on, on, on someone called Matthew McConaughey, whose name oh. I can still to this day not spell, but I booked on the show. and. Yeah. You read him, his bad reviews, Kara, and yes, I'm reading them to him. So let's hear a clip. This is about oh, his book, Green Lights. You know, one of the reviews in the Washington Post, which wasn't as kind, said, uh, might I too refuse lucrative romantically roles till better scripts come along or hike through the rainforest on ecstasy and float naked down the Amazon <laughs> River because of an erotic dream slash nightmare told me to. But it's been on the bestseller list. I know it's funny. It's funny. Let's see. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's uh, excellent. Well, he liked it. What? Why is that tough? He, he liked it, but you did. But you Could didn't stop. High. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't stop there. You kept going. Here, let's keep playing bad reviews of Matthew McConaughey. One of them says a fortune cookie might have written Green Lights if a fortune cookie <laughs> had starred in Interstellar. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna read you a bad review. Jeez, oh, these are great. I guess he didn't read them. <laughs> he was actually very affable, given how tough that interview was. But he was, know. first of all, he liked those. Like, he doesn't he seem to have an ego the way other people do. The issue we had was that he didn't know Texas laws. He's like, I got to look into that around abortion. I think it was yeah. abortion. No, it was SB1. Because SB1, we decided right. instead of saying, what do you think of the, t- the legislation on voting rights in Texas? Right. We said, what do you think of SB1? He's like... Could you remind me, me of that? Could, right. I'm not yeah, so familiar I was, he was unfamiliar with Texas laws. Yeah. Um, 
That said, just recently when he did the Uvalde uh, I, speech, I thought he was exactly the right person to do that. I yeah, thought he when was, Biden had him on to speak about and, the Uvalde you know, celebr- That's when yeah. celebrity really does work. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people always make fun of celebrities should stay in their lane. I hate when Laura Ingram, who's a celebrity, says oh. that, right? Who happens to be? She should stay in her lane. I agree with you on Uvalde. He was good because it was authentic. authentic. He was from Uvalde and yes. he spoke from the heart, it seemed. And and I thought it was great. And I don't think Laura Ingram should be given any talks about authenticity <laughs> since we saw her text messages. Yes, exactly. On the yeah. day of January yeah. 6th. And we heard her say things that she were not She should stay there. in her lane or on running the country. Oh, so yes. anyway. <laughs> That's the lane. Hi, um, Laura. How's it going? But while See you're you very soon. tough, yeah. you also have a very big heart, Kara. I, I have do. seen that personally. Okay. If you say so. I know you like to deny it. You like to deny these allegations. (laughs) But you were, we had an interview with Monica Lewinsky. This we we taped in LA. We did. That was a really weird day because I remember walking up to that studio with Monica Lewinsky. I think it was like 10 Mm -hmm. in the morning. And we walked in and it was like pot hit you in the face. The smell of weed. It was weed. We thought Snoop Dogg had just left the station. because Yeah. Yeah, it smelled like one of my kids' rooms. It was just a very, people really responded to that interview because I think it was the best interview she ever did. It's one of the best ones I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a really great, genuine talk about, she'd been working on bullying stuff. And I have to say of all the people involved, and I've interviewed a lot of them in the Clinton mess, she's mm-hmm. the one with the most grace and class of anybody in terms of the things she could say. Think about all these no, people that- She could have said some Drop things. a dime on everybody. She yeah. has been as classy as can be given, you know, she was a, he was a kid. She was yeah. a kid. She's done trial by fire. I mean, yeah. I thought that was a fantastic conversation. And it cha- I, that day, actually, kind of cha- it changed my point of view. I saw a part of Monica that I had not seen. Yeah. And I had seen a lot of things. TED Talks, seen her interviewed. But that You've was very different. informed by the press, the way they treated her. They treated her like a slut. And it know? wasn't that I thought she was a slut, but I just didn't understand how um, thoughtful... And how I really didn't understand the price she had paid fully to the extent. Yeah, and I agree. and you guys talked about it a little bit. Let's play a clip. I think many people should be ashamed of themselves. I know you talk about shame, but they should have been ashamed of how they behaved and continue to behave. And I think you're the only one who didn't throw anyone under the bus, which I think is very unusual. So I'm going to ask this last question. The name of your production company is Alt Ending. What would your Alt Ending be if you had to rewrite it? Oh, gosh. Um, I, again, back to the maybe the boring or the banal, my alt ending would have been, I left my internship. I went to graduate school, got a PhD in forensic psychology, got married, had kids. Um, yeah. So you can still have alt endings, you know? Yes, I can. And I, this you know one's what? a good one. I, um, I, I have had the last seven years for me have been, nothing short of a fucking miracle. And so I feel like, all right, well, if I've had one miracle, I could have another. So, um, and I have, as Pollyanna as my mom can be at times, um, I think she prefers sanguine, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's always saying, you never know what or who is around the corner. So, (laughs) so, I know. It's very sweet, Kara. It was. I really liked her. It's sometimes you veer into really liking people, and it's hard not to. She's yeah. a kind person, and she she has paid a huge price for what she did. And I will go toe-to-toe with anyone on Twitter who calls her. I can't stand it. I will find them in their homes and discuss this issue with them very strongly. She was a kid, and she was, she was a kid when yeah. that happened to her. And she made some bad decisions as a kid, and so... I love that moment where you said you can still have all endings. Yeah. Because, you know, I think 
I, I saw her kind of light up in that moment yeah. too. I think that, and I also, I think it's you also. You, yeah. I mean, it's, one, it's very nice of you to do that interview from your deathbed. You literally mm-hmm. sounded like I you did. were about I to die. I remember I almost died when I was entering your R manual later then. Yeah, I don't think the smell of weed yeah. was like helping your cold no. progress. No, you sometimes can end up liking the people you interview. Sometimes yeah. you hate them, but but it's really nice to like someone, to yeah. really like someone and really admire them. And she's a... Uh, I have a lot of admiration for it. There's a couple of people I interviewed, like Maria Ressa was another mm-hmm. one. Someone yeah, else that was a big hero emotional. of mine. I also cried during that interview. Carrie, yeah. you make me cry. <laughs> um, Walt Mossberg says he came on the show as well. You're yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi of Tech, yeah. your first yes. partner in, mm-hmm. in um, All Things D um, in the conference there. And Walt was fantastic. He said he's seen the sweet side of you mm-hmm. and that he's even been hugged by you several times. Several but times. you said you denied the <laughs> I allegation. Deny. He said he had the tape. <laughs> Why are you afraid of people thinking you're sweet? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I do not like hugging. That is fair, except for my kids. Um, I uh, I don't mind people thinking I'm sweet. I just think they overstate my sweetness. I, Walt is wonderful. I have hugged him. He actually put uh, walked me down the aisle in my first marriage um, and hugged me there, and I definitely returned the hug. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, you've given me many hugs though, Kara. But you all, you do that kind of like lukewarm hug, with, like, I don't love the that. awkward pat. So never, we're never I don't gonna love hug a again. Hug. So no my, more hugs. The only one, my best hugger in the world is my oldest son, Louie. Uh, I love a hug from him. Okay. We'll be back after the mid-roll with more questions. And this time from the audience and the team and from people like Walt Mossberg. Okay, going That's well? Good. Yeah, going great. Okay. You're doing a great job. Oh, you can thanks, take over my job. I'm going to do it. All about Eve. <laughs> only one of us is leaving the studio alive. Probably Sonia. It's not Sonia. <laughs> Probably Sonia. <laughs> More with, well, me and me and... And me. And me, Karen. No, not you. Me. After (laughs) the break. If you had more time in the day, would you take a nap, read a book, talk with a friend? When something's important to you, it's easier to make time for it. Therapy can help you decide what matters most. BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on your schedule. Start the process in minutes and switch therapists anytime. Make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash hardfork today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash hardfork. My name is Thomas Gibbonsneff. I'm a journalist at the New York Times. I served in the Marine Corps as an infantryman. When it comes to reporting on the front line, a lot of the same basics are at play. Uh, you're looking at the map of where you're going. If you're on a paved road, field roads, you know, is there a hospital nearby? Is your body armor affixed with the first aid kit? Does everyone know where that first aid kit is? We arrive into a, a military position. I get out of the car. I look at my watch. You know, I set a timer. No more than an hour. I'm listening for drones, jets, check in with the team. Is everyone comfortable? And if they are, then we proceed. Frontline reporting is dangerous, but I think nothing is more important than talking to the people involved, you know, hearing their stories and being able to connect that with people thousands of miles away. Anything that can make something like this more personal, I think is well worth the risk. New York Times subscribers make it possible for us to keep doing this vital coverage. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do that at nytimes.com slash subscribe. Uh, okay. So, Kara, put your phone away, Kara. Texting back. Tell, tell Cheryl Sandberg you'll text her later. <laughs> okay. So, the first question. Dan Stifter on Twitter asked this question. 
exactly how short are you inquiring minds need to know? And I appreciate this because there was an interview where somebody, I think it was a, it was Secretary mm-hmm. Mayor Pete Buttigieg, said, you know, I'd like to see 50 votes. I'd like to see 90. And you said, well, I'd like to be five foot seven, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it didn't happen either. I uh, I am 5'2". And uh, people remark on it when they meet me in person um, often. I just put a picture up of my son, one of my sons who's 6'4", and I look like a <laughs> hobbit. But um, I'm 5'2", and often I just, the other day, I was in Cannes, France for an advertising event, and people were like, you're tiny. And I'm like, but I write tall, so. <laughs> well, your brother, Jeffrey Swisher, MD, responded, oh, no. depending on the shoes she's wearing, it's a 50-50 shot at getting her at the Giant Dipper roller coaster in Santa Cruz. Yeah, I don't like roller coasters, but Fair I'll enough. do it with my kids. Um, here's a question from Shannon Busta oh, from okay. our audience team. Uh, she's fantastic, Shannon. She's amazing. She says, how much time do you spend on Twitter? What's the longest you could go without it? Hmm. You know, I jump in and out. I'm, I'm a professional Twitter, so I, I'm very yes. efficient. Um, I use it as my news source, so I look at it in the morning and then put it down. Something happens, I tend to find news on it, and then I'm in it. So I could, I could put yeah. it down. Or open your screen time. How much screen uh, probably time? Probably a lot. Probably Twitter. Twitter's pro- <laughs> texting is probably more. I text more than I tweet. Yeah. Um, but I like it. It's my news, it's my news source, and that's why I like it, because I like news. Tell me how many hours. Guests. Three hours, five hours, six hours an a day? An hour total a day. An, an hour. Sure. I'm very efficient. I'm okay. a professional You must Twitterer. be typing 7,000 words a minute. If you bring it all together, it's probably an hour and a half, maybe. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm very fast. I'm a, like uh-huh. I say, I'm, often you know when I see some reporters tweeting, I'm like, put down your phone because you're bad at it. Like, they get into trouble. But I'm actually a professional Twitterer. I, I think this can be hard to like fact check, but driver. I'm going to let you say that. Okay. A few hours. I'm right, I'll check hours. my but, phone later. Um but I have an idea, actually. Okay. And, and don't you steal it for okay. Pivot. I will, right. I will come for Scott Galloway. But okay. I think you should be the Judge Judy of Twitter. And like every fight that comes out, <laughs> you should come in like WWE style and just say, this is who won. This, this is who's right. Yeah, Everybody shut everyone up. on Twitter agrees because they believe they would take, oh, oh yes. Okay, finally, Kara. Maybe I'm going to tell Elon if yeah. it all goes through. I think Elon thinks he's the Judge Judy of Twitter right oh, man. Um the longest you could go without it. I don't know, Shannon, but it can't I be do, more than 40 minutes. It can't be more than 30 minutes because she's been checking it while we're doing yes, this Yes, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I, don't want, I don't have to. Years ago when I was going out with someone, I had a cell phone and I was wandering out in the bay mm-hmm. at, in Provincetown looking for a signal. And this was early in the cell phone days when yeah. you had like suitcases or the big phones. And so I, I, had a, I had a Blackberry in my hand when I gave birth. So yeah. this is me. This is you. This is and me. to thank you, covered the death of the payphone. Yes, I that did. Was your, also, one of I your first paper. So I've had a cell phone there long before other people, so I love them. Um, here's one from Fernando Gross from Twitter. Mm-hmm. How do you manage being present as a parent with a pressing need to keep up with breaking stories, write, make note of ideas, and do the work? I don't like the word balance, but what does it look like? Um, I've always been able to co- or coordinate my schedule in a way that other people don't. And mm-hmm. I, so I don't like to judge people because I know they have jobs they'd have to be at from nine to five or whatever, the whatever the, or 10 to six or whatever it was. I always had a very flexible schedule mm-hmm. and therefore I could stop work and feed the kids when my oldest were younger. So I'd make dinner with them every night um, mm-hmm. and then go back to work. Um, so the flexibility of schedule is one thing. Um, I definitely have spent more time working than I should compared to raising, but they're good. They're really good kids. So I'm I'm been lucky. Um, Okay. So here's a question from Michelle Brown. What's the story behind the opening music of Sway, she asks. And so the story behind Mm -hmm. the opening music of Sway is that you told Isaac Jones you like country music. Yes. Johnny Cash. And Dolly Parton. And Isaac's whole family got involved. I think his sister was singing in the closet. Let's have Isaac come tell the story. Isaac, come join us. Hey, how's it going? 
Yeah, so this was actually when I had just started this job at the Times. This was the first show that I launched here in this role. Um, and it came together pretty quickly. I feel like we started building the department and, you know, three weeks later we were launching this show. And so I remember actually putting together a bunch of options and the final option that we landed on was actually supposed to be a demo. So I was like, I don't have time to book musicians and all this. So I just reached out to my family. Um, my dad is actually a guitarist for a living. So he's played in country bands most of his career. My sister has played in bluegrass bands and has a great voice. So yeah, the, the final product that you hear is actually my sister recording the melody that I wrote uh, in her closet in her bedroom on a, you know, on a cell phone voice memo and uh, had my dad play guitar on it. I'm singing harmonies and playing piano and all that. And everyone loved it. And I was like, great, so we should go forward to actually producing it. And they were like, what do you mean? It sounds great. Just publish it. Um, <laughs> Loves it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you I, should do make a whole song. People love that song. You should make one and I make know. some dough. Do Can Whitney you do it by Thursday and time for Dolly Parton's puppy. That's what I say. You know how she made all that money on the Whitney Houston song? You could do it. You could do it, Isaac. We should. We should. Because people always reach out and say, like, where's the full version of you the should. song? And I'm like, that's People it. ask for the LP. We want the you know LP. What? Uh, Karen and I want a VIG. Yes, we want a VIG. We want a piece of it, Isaac. You Dolly Parton, <laughs> that mother. You Dolly Parton, that mother. And by the way, it's inspired by Dolly Parton and Johnny Hughes. And by the way, Isaac, you're a wonderful guy. You're wonderful, Isaac. Wonderful. Oh. Every day working with Isaac is Pleasure. a very good day. Pleasure. Very good you day. You two are the best. Thank, Thank you, you, Isaac. Now you got to go back to engineering the session with Sonia. All right. See you guys later. Um, okay. A question. Back to the subject of balance. Do you ever sleep? No. That's from Shannon. Um, I I don't sleep a lot, but I've started to do more sleeping. Um, I have okay, do, Elon. Yeah, I do four or five hours a night usually. Okay, yeah. thinking my thinking time is late at night. Some people are morning people. I'm a yeah. nighttime person. So. Me too. This is why we work well together. Often, yeah. Karen, I'll be texting in the phone in the at like, night. Yeah, yeah, or talking the phone at midnight. We're both like cleaning our kitchens. Yeah, I get cleaning laundry. is a way I think I I, I think through things. I, I, it's a quiet time for me. Yeah, so. that's good. Uh, but then when you wake up, you put on those fancy outfits, Kara, and yeah. uh, you put on a lot of sunglasses. So Sam Dolnick, the assistant mm -hmm. managing editor of the New York Times, mm -hmm. asks, how many pairs of sunglasses do you own? Seven. How many of them are Ray-Bans? All of them. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to add on to Sam's question. Okay. Who wore it best? You, Joe Biden, or Tom Cruise? Oh, my God, me. Well, Tom Cruise is second. He doesn't. He did a nice job with those, but I was wearing those before that movie. <laughs> um, so I would say me. Then Tom Cruise, Joe Biden does a very nice job. He does, he looks good in them. They're okay, natural Joe. to him. Cruise, Cruise, Cruise. There you Cruise. go. All Cruise. right. We got to do lightning round. We're going to go quick, quick, okay. Kara. That's what you always tell people. What failed startup from the dot-com crash would have been a unicorn today? I.e., what was genius just too soon? This is from Alan Jameson huh. on Twitter. That's Alan a good B. question. Jameson. Quite a few of them were good ideas. Um, they had General Magic, which was the original sort of multifunction yeah. device. That was one that failed, a lot mm -hmm. of money into it. Um, there was WebVam, which is actually grocery delivery. Oh, yeah. It just was too Webvam. early. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? A lot of them, a lot of them were conceptually right and economically wrong to start with. Uh, there were so many like that. And so um, 
I was always sort of like good idea. Same thing with Google Glass, I would say. Google Glass mm-hmm. is directionally correct and executionally wrong, timing wrong. So you think Evan's going to figure it out with Snapchat I, glasses? I think they're all going to figure it out or eventually. Apple. Apple. Apple, Apple, Apple I think. Yeah. yeah. And so I was really, there's always stuff where there's, I always try not to immediately call something stupid because mm-hmm. some of them have, have grains of where things are going. It's just either too early, it's executionally wrong. It's just not ready for prime time or the audience isn't ready. And that's yeah. often the case is the audience isn't ready. That's fair. Okay. So Katie Kingsbury, opinion editor of the New York Times. What is the tech that we will all own in a decade that few people realize now? Huh. An electric car. An electric car? I think I think people realize that. Give me one that's a little more obscure. Um, Well, the glasses. I think we'll all have some sort of functional. I don't think we'll be looking at a phone in our hands. It will be heads up. It will be some sort of heads up display. Um, But I think, I suspect probably more tech that I, there's always been this wearable tech wearable movement, tech yeah but there is it's coming in a much more significant way okay this one comes in from Janice Sousa at Sousa Janice M mm-hmm. who is one tech founder who doesn't get enough positive attention and who is one that doesn't get enough scrutiny that's a good question um I, look, two of the same people I, I like Sundar Pichai of Google but I think mm-hmm. Google sort of gets out of scrutiny compared to Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg has become the villain of this mm-hmm. and much deserving a lot of the attention he gets. So I'm not saying take that away from him. Google has sort of slid out of it yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I do happen to like personally Sundar Pichai and Susan Wojcicki who runs mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, but I suspect Google deserves more scrutiny as a company. Um, individually, I think Facebook got a lion's share of the scrutiny and mm-hmm. again, deserved it. They're the biggest. They're the most influential probably it could be spread around a lot more. That's what I would say. Probably someone, again, who I like, Jack Dorsey, much more scrutiny. Much more scrutiny for Jack. Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, he's bringing it on himself these days. Here's one from one of our former guests. Let's play the clip. Hey, Kara Swisher. My name is John Stewart. First time, long time. (laughs) Uh, You are brilliant and erudite and probing and uh, incredible interviewer. My question to you is uh, sophisticated lives up to uh, your reputation. Bezos, Musk, Gates. Fuck, Mary kill. I'll hang up and uh, <laughs> listen for your response. <laughs> oh, my God. John Stewart. Bezos, okay. Musk, Gates. Fuck, Mary kill. Let's go. Oh, God. Um, oh, my God. Oh, I don't want to marry any of them. Can I say I'm gay? You, I can't. No, you cannot not answer the question, Kara. Come on. I think you have to decide who you're going to marry first. That would be my advice I to you. I don't want to marry advice. any of them. Fine, kill one first then. I feel like it's, this game is always played best when you marry or kill I, first. I don't want to kill any of them. Come Honestly, on, I can't. I can't play that oh, game. Kara, you're not going to answer John Stewart's question. I cannot question. answer your he question, He answered so John. many of your questions. Atlantic said you were casually insulting <laughs> Here's in your my conversation answer. with him. Okay. Fuck, fuck, fuck. That's, that's my <laughs> answer. I don't want to marry that's now. Let me just say, their wives. I'm perfectly comfortable with all their wives. <laughs> oh, their wives. Mary are Mackenzie Bezos. Thank you. Come I would on. also marry Melinda Gates. Yeah, marry Melinda Gates. Okay, can't ma- calm down. You're marrying I'm just, the wives. I'm good with. Karen, the men, stop getting married. No, none of them. Grimes. I'm right there. But you know, I'm letting you off of it because because I think you're answering honestly. Thank with, you. Okay, we're gonna have to put a, one of those ratings, and I'm sure there's gonna be a. A warning on this episode. Okay. He missed one titan in his list, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Paula Schumann, our director of audio at the New York Times, said, any final words for Zuck? Here's my final words. Come back and do an interview again, you chode. Come on. It, the third time's a charm. 
you know, I noticed he was on Influencers in the Wild. I noticed that. So busy. I know. <laughs> so busy. Come back on. You can handle it. There's at some point you're going to have a good interview with me. And and that will be a great day for you. Yeah. I agree. I think he should come on. He should. He should come on. Especially with Cheryl going. He's got to come and talk. Okay. Um, very quickly. Would you rather go to outer space with SpaceX, Blue Origin, or Virgin Galactic? Julia Rickkey from Twitter. Oh, SpaceX. A hundred times and twice on Sunday. I would like you to come back to Earth because yeah. you're the you're the money train uh, Elon for me, Elon knows his way around yeah. a rocket ship. All right. Um, this question is from Matt Marabro from Twitter. If you were granted omnipotence for a day, yeah. what is the first thing you would change? Take it to whatever level you want here. Earth, human nature, the U.S., politics, business. Wow. I would shut down the internet. Really? All right. Go back in time. Here was I do. I... I'd go back in time, mm-hmm. and I would have rethought the internet at its beginning mm-hmm. and regulated it better and not given it so much free reign. Mm. I would have controlled the internet a little more. And not in the right-wing censorship way, but in terms of privacy and data. Yeah. So that it, it, was, it was created and paid for by the U.S. taxpayer, and we've gotten none of the benefit out of it. It's like a BBC for internet kind That's of thing. That's right. Something that was a better internet. Mm-hmm. I would have created a better internet. I think it would have made a big difference in terms of how we relate with each other. I like that. I I don't think you would have not created the internet. You've always been very good about saying the internet is neutral, good or bad. It could be. It just was badly badly managed at the beginning, and I would redo that. And you'd make sure that fewer than a few people have power over it. That's correct. What's what's your most controversial opinion, asked Niraj from Twitter? My most controversial opinion? Yeah. That I've written? That you've had. Oh. Maybe you haven't even told anyone. Tell us first, Kara. Break that, it on That spine. I agreed with Trump on a lot of China stuff. I think he mm-hmm. was, again, he's an idiot. So let me underscore that. He's an idiot. Yeah. But correct to understand that he has some lizard brain in there yeah. and understands the threat we face from China yeah. in terms of all kinds of things. And so I, I think I said this publicly and I've been very critical of China over the years and I, when he said that, I hate agreeing with him on anything, mm-hmm. but correct that that is our, that is our enemy. I don't think it's an enemy in the same way. That we think you mean that's our competition? That our is threat. our rival. That's the threat. That's our critical rival, and their version of what the <clears throat> internet will be and what society will be is a very, it's a surveillance economy. Yeah. Uh, we're already far there here in this yeah. country, and so I worry about an authoritarian or fascist con- uh, government taking over this country. Yeah. It's interesting the conservatives have really picked this up as their their But they're doing it for other reasons. They do it for their own reasons, of course. But it's their economic stuff. So Alan Ramos asked a question, which was, who's the most difficult person to get an interview with? Um, Uh, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Uh, She's the one that got away. She's the one that got You would marry, marry, marry. Marry, marry, marry. All of them. Not kill. (laughs) Not kill. Oh, no. Never. Never. I would protect her with my life. (laughs) Uh, I think I would like to interview. I would like to interview Dolly Parton and Taylor Swift together. Oh, that would be great. About songwriting and business. I don't don't want adorable. I want boyfriends. I want entrepreneurship. There you go. Okay, um, here's one from Mahmoud Yusuf from Twitter. Uh, Your goal at the outset of Sway was to challenge a whole world of people whose power has gone uninterrogated. Mm -hmm. Who do you think you should have gone harder on? All of them. All of them? All of them. Pick one, Kara. Pelosi. Yeah, that would have been good. Pelosi, she's in power. I wouldn't say Hillary because she wasn't in power. Um, I think Buttigieg, mm-hmm. Klobuchar, anyone yep. in power, anyone we've interviewed who has actual power. Yeah. Um, I could have been even harder on Tim Cook. Um, I think I did a pretty good job, but... Um, you know who I'm going to say? Who? Our age-old dispute. What? Chamath. 
Jamath. The SPACs. <laughs> I feel like you should go harder on the SPACs. The yeah, SPACs are right. a little... You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. He's very entertaining. That's what happens. He does a lot of hand-waving and I see it. It's, it's all his poker skills. Okay. Um, here's a question from, from Twitter from Joanna Young. Um, oh, this one's for me. She mm-hmm. says, off the board for a thousand. I love off the board questions. What are the best and worst things about working with Kara? <laughs> ah, thought you'd never ask, Joanna. <laughs> Um, okay. The, I mean, there's a lot of great things. I, I have a lot of fun working with Kara. We're going to keep working together mm-hmm. actually after that. So yes. it's it's a fact. Um, so the best thing about working with Kara is that you're, you're very honest. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. The no faffing around. The thing that makes you a great interviewer is what makes you a great colleague. You say what you think and you tell me mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're open to editorial tension. We disagree a lot. We do. And... I think it makes us better. Yeah. People sometimes think we're fighting. I'm like, what? Yeah. Are you mad at Naeem? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I go give you a hug and you yeah. give me that lukewarm pat-pat thing. <laughs> Don't hug me again. <laughs> the, the hardest thing, mm-hmm. I'll answer the hardest thing about working with Kara, um, is to get your attention mm-hmm. for a sustained amount of time on one thing. Right. But I think it's a good thing because then when it's important, it really happens. Like mm-hmm. January 6th. And right. often, like just like, when we want to sit down and talk about ideas. But you, you got a busy life. I got a busy life. I got to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And uh, and the other best part of working on this show, I just want to say, is the amazing team that That's works with great. us. Blake Nishik, our senior producer. Caitlin O'Keefe and Wyatt Orm, our producers. Sonia Herrero and Carol, our engineers. Isaac, who does our original music and leads our technical department. Kate Sinclair, Mary Marge Locker, and Michelle Harris, who fact-check things and make sure we don't say untruths. And also Shannon Busta, Kristen Lynn, and Christina Samoski yeah. from our audience team. All those yes. people. It's like the readout. You just did it. I did it. I did it. But I think that... <laughs> they're I, all amazing. Oh, the team has been... I mean, I think a lot of people listen to a podcast and they're like, oh, it's just two people no. on microphones. It's like, there's an army. Yeah. It's an army. Um, and they've done a fantastic job. Um, so speaking of jobs, um, over the last few years on Sway, you've had suggestions of other jobs you'd like to try. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just play a little clip, a montage of that. Okay. You know, I don't know what you tell your flight attendants to say, but what's your answer to these arguments when they're talking about it being liberty? I just say, when people say that to me, I'm like, oh, shut up. Like, stop it. <laughs> That's not what we tell our flight attendants <laughs> to say. You should um, not hire me as one. I'd be like, <laughs> I will put that mask prob- on probably you. Wouldn't, probably wouldn't, Kara. They have a new tech regulator's position, which will oversee platforms. And so does the British government. Yeah. Do you think the U.S. should have one? And I think I should be it. What do you think? <laughs> they go crazy. I, 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 I'll offer no opinion on the second part. Come okay. on, Brad, get behind me. <laughs> I think yeah. I might do that, actually. You if should. I, was a, I might. I'm not a billionaire, Casey, but yet, I might yet. say I'm buying Twitter. I would. Yeah. I would buy Twitter. I would buy Twitter. <laughs> but even if it's a bad investment, I wouldn't care. I would love to see what you did with Twitter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not in the CIA. I have to I'll say, cover. Really maybe we can recruit you. Maybe I am one. That's right. How do we know? That would be the longest con in history for Kara Swisher, <laughs> right in the middle of everything. Done. We'll sign you up. I say a cabinet <laughs> position. I'm going big, Brad. It's going to happen. You'll be fun, so funny. Uh, I, I will keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. Uh, Secretary Swisher sounds great. So you told it's Brad true. Smith you wanted to be cyber czar or secretary. Told John oh Myers you want to be CIA. You want to be a flight attendant. They'd find all my old tweets. Doug Parker. That would be the end of it. But you know what? It wouldn't be the end of it because I would be like, yeah, I said that. That's yeah. right. Well, you almost ran for mayor. Do you think you'll ever run for office? I think about it again. No, I'm too old. 
You're not too old. You're not if too old. If I hadn't had more children, perhaps I would have. You know what, Kara? There can be all endings for you, too. Yes, but more opportunity <laughs> for the children to make trouble for me, and I'd have to, like, hunt them down. And That's fun. fair. Um, no, uh, I pr- maybe, maybe, maybe. I wouldn't mind being the cyber czar. Yeah. I appreciate, you know, I really appreciate your uh, sense that you can do everything. I also I think can. you can do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Bob Wins writes in, Bob Winslow from Twitter writes, what do you fear? What have you not yet achieved? Nothing. You fear nothing? No, I fear things that are scary. I think a lot of people are scared of things that aren't scary. And so mm-hmm. I'm scared of scary things. That's what I am. And that would be... So what's a scary thing? Oh, what's happening in Ukraine or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a very serious disease that's problem this like this pandemic. I was, I was Early days. scary enough with the disease. I did. Mm-hmm. I was worried about it. Um as to my career, I think I've played it perfectly. Yeah. I don't have any regrets. And that's why I keep moving. What have you not yet achieved that you're trying to achieve in this new role? Owning my everything, control of my what I make, the cakes I bake. Yeah, I have control over your IP. Uh, yes. You know, I said this the other day on Twitter, and I'll say it again. I, it makes me sick to my stomach that Rupert Murdoch owns most of my major interviews. Mm-hmm. I he saw that. You he said doesn't that deserve con. them, and he's a terrible person, and... He still owns them. And I get the trade I made. I just was a dumb trade at the time, and I'm not going to make it again. There you go. Not that I'd ever work for Rupert Murdoch in my whole life. Well, there's a, there's, this is a good segue Maybe to a I'll question. Maybe I'll marry him, speaking of. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he's single, Hey, man. ladies. He's hey, ladies. There. He's on the market. Oh, my. You, you know what? You know there's a lot of ladies going for him. He's okay. a total future That's ex-husband. an easy one. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's a good segue to, to a question that we got in from okay. one of our former guests. Here it is. Kara Swisher, this is Walt Mossberg. And I have a major question for you. Now that you are the Taylor Swift of journalism, are you planning to re-record all your Sway episodes and release them on your own label? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's He's referring to what Taylor Swift did with all her songs. That's, yeah. I can't replicate them, Walt. Sadly, you're not around anymore to Aww. help me on those. Um Maybe. That's a great idea, but I don't think they'll be the same. They were at a time and place. Sadly, I can't do that. But that's a great idea, Walt Mossberg. Walt Mossberg, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love Walt Mossberg. Best guy. He's really such a good guy. Mary. 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 He he walked you down the aisle for your first wedding. You could have married him right then. I'm not really going to marry him. There you go. He's married. He's a lovely wife. He is. Okay, so now we're going to ask a question. This one is also in from a guest. Let's let's hear it. This is uh, Mark Cuban. Kara? What's the meaning of life? <laughs> Pop-tarts, Mark. Pop-tarts. There you go. There you go. I don't have a meaning. There's no meaning. You know, <laughs> I used to say, um, I used to tell my friend who used to always look for the meaning of it, there is no meaning. Yeah. It's just life itself is the meaning. And that's it. You have a very short time on this planet, and you better make make haste. Mm-hmm. Make haste. So there is no meaning. Okay. Well, then we shall help make haste getting out of make here. Make haste. Last question for you. You, oh, oh, this is the this is the worst part about working with Kara. She yeah. asks a hundred last questions. <laughs> often, two of them are and really good. And they often good, good right? Uh, yeah. There's often like, it, which, it's um, like the last, 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 last one. Yeah. We have to edit them out. We'll right. be like, last question? Last question. Last okay. question. Yeah. Um, okay. My last question. 2024. Yeah. Will Donald Trump run again? And will he win? No and no. Will he come back on social media? Who cares? That's a good answer. Um, okay, that's the end of our episode. I want to give a special shout out to Wyatt Orm and Caitlin O'Keefe and Blake Nishik, who did an awesome job producing this episode and so many others. They really are fantastic. Thank you, everybody. You've done an amazing job. And thank you to the audience and to the New York Times. Um, quality, quality, quality all the time. 
and yeah. uh, and really a huge opportunity for me. And I miss the times. I miss this team. Yes. Sway is a production of New York Times Opinion. It's produced by Naima Raza, Blake Nishik, Caitlin O'Keefe, and Wyatt Orm. With original music by Isaac Jones, mixing by Carol Sabour and Sonia Herrero, and fact-checking by Kate Sinclair, Mary Marge Locker, and Michelle Harris. Special thanks to our audience team, Shannon Busta, Kristen Lynn, and Christina Samuluski. The senior editor of Sway is Naeem Maraza, and the executive producer of New York Times Opinion Audio is Irene Noguchi. Thanks for listening. If you want to get fresh episodes of Sway, you're out of luck. But if you want to get my favorite episodes handpicked and delivered to you along with some, oh, make up your own joke now, hit follow. So long and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.